Continuing with our shear on the Shnei HaLechem, the two loaves of Hamas bread that were brought on Shavuos, and we're discussing the concept that um, Hamas is specifically brought because that is also a part of the Tov, that ultimately when the Ra, the, the Hamas represents, will be subjugated and may included in the greater system of finding its place. Its place is that of being overcome. Then it makes everything better. That's the analogy of the Saor Shabisa, the yeast that is inside the dough. Yeast by itself is a fungus. It's a destructive mechanism. Uh, but when done right, when put into yeast, it helps the bread to rise. It makes it more delicious. So too, the Yitzhahara is part of the tov that we spoke about yesterday. Today we'd like to add, the Midrash Tanhuma says in Parshas Chukas, Shlomo Melech said, Al kol ela amaditi, all of these, I, all of this I understood, and Vamarti Chachma he Virahokimani. But and then I said but then I said it is a wisdom and it is very far from me. So the Midrash there, Tanhuma says, I'll call Ela Maditi. That means everything I understood. But the parsha of Paraduma, I explored it and I asked about it and I felt around and I tried to understand it to the best of my ability and I said it's a chokhma, it's a very great wisdom and it is beyond me. Which means this is where Shlomo Melech understood that it, even his wisdom has a limitation. Now the the mitzvah, the paraduma is in its very root has to do with the understanding of evil and death. Like we know that Rashi quotes Midrash that if a maidservant, the maidservant is called in and is told your, your son dirtied up the palace, your little baby boy dirtied up the palace, go and clean it up. So too, that the Egil Hazahav, the golden calf, um, brought death into the world. So his mother, the red heifer, the Paraduma, is used to remove that death from the world. Uh, to remove at least some of it, the, the uh, Tumas Misa, the tomb of death, that is the result of the Chet Egel, which brought death back into the world. Like we know, the Gemara says that until that point, Kalasar had gone up to a level of, like, other Mauritian before the Chet, where there wasn't going to be death. But then the Chet Egel brought it back. So the Paraduma has to be, has to do with, specifically, the root of evil and the root of death and such, in the world, and more exactly, it has to do not just with the root of evil, but specifically the evil as it 
is intermixed with good and death as it is intermixed with life, the morale in their mitzvah explains that that's why the paraduma is this concept beyond understanding because it is the place where really uh, life and death get mixed in again life is tahara and death has to do with tuma and the person sprinkling the mechatas the waters of the uh, red heifer so he himself becomes tame although he is dealing with something that has the ability to be metahar usually if I'm dealing with something that is so powerful that has the ability to remove death from the world to remove tuma certainly it sh- if I'm the one in charge of it I'm the one using it I'm the one sprinkling it you would think that I would be um, Im- not susceptible to the tuma itself and here the opposite he ends up becoming tame so clearly you see the Tuma and Tahara having seemingly the opposite effects that we would expect, and that's because the two of them in root are really one. Life and death are interconnected, and so too, like we've been saying, Ra and Tov are really intermixed, which means that the like uh, that the, the Ra can be a part of the Tov, and so the Mechatas is something also that does the is seemingly the opposite of itself. It is itself ra, so to speak, it's metama, somebody who's sprinkling, but it can go and do tov, it can go and purify someone else, perhaps something like that. So uh, that's specifically why Shlomo Melech, who was Chocha Mikol Odom, couldn't understand this concept. Because this concept of, like we, sp- like we spoke out yesterday, this concept of seeing the Ra really as being Tov, that's something that's not in this world. It's only once you see the cold, you see the everything, you see how everything clicked together, how everything worked out, how everything went the way that it, that it, that it went, and things that seem to be Ra, that seem to be very bad and detrimental, actually ended up being good, that is only something that can happen in, in, in Olam Haba. Um, and so too, Shlomo Melech, as wise as he was, couldn't see, couldn't fully understand. Obviously, theoretically, the way that we're describing it, of course, he understood theoretically, and much, much more than that. But to really grasp it, to really get at it, that he couldn't do. And that's what Chazal say, that the Nun Shari Bina, the 50th gate of wisdom, was not given over to Shlomo, the only person it was given over to was Moshe Rabbeinu. And the, obviously the 50th gate of Bina, that is where all the pieces of Bina come together and form, and, and form back into Chochmah, the root from where it all comes. That's why Shlomo says, all this I understood, but then I understood this is a, this is a Chochmah the hero Chokhmah many. This is this is Chokhmah. I can't get to Chokhmah. I can work in the world of Bina. I can't get to the world of Chokhmah. It's too high up, and that's the level of fifty. That's the level of Shavuos that we're talking about. We can count the forty-nine days 
we can't count the 50th day. The 50th day is the place from where the Torah comes. That's too high. We can't get to that. Not in this world. But we can appreciate that. And so, Shlomo Melech is limited in his ability to understand the paraduma. How can it be that something that is itself metame, which means ra to a certain extent, but yet it's metahir, but yet it brings good into the world. How can such a thing be? That's beyond a direct appreciation in this world. Like we said, like we said earlier, uh, th- about uh, why the Anshikinesa Gdola had to change the Pasuk in Yeshaya, the Pasuk in Yeshaya is, calls it Ra, Anshikinesa Gdola are calling it Kol, because they understand it must be, now of course, Shlomo also theoretically understood it, we're not saying he didn't, but he's saying to really grasp it, to be there, to get it, that was something that even his level of wisdom did not allow for, and we're pointing out that this is not something that is a happenstance. This is because of the 50th gate of wisdom. This is the Nun Sharebina. So the Torah that comes from, the, from that place, from that place of Chochmah, that's why the, the Matan Torah is on the 50th day, the day that we can't count. And that's the, the greatness of the Torah. is an interesting Midrash. The Midrash says... Also brought in the Gemorian Kedushin, Daf Lamad Amad Beis says the what is the Torah compared to? It's compared to a psalm, to a to a remedy, a remedy that uh, like a person he came along and he hit his son, he hit him a a great blow, he gave him a great blow, and then he put a remedy on there. He put some sort of a salve, some sort of a bandage. He said. As long as you carry this bandage on you, then you'll always be okay and you can do whatever you like. But if you if you take off this bandage, then you're going to be susceptible to all sorts of really bad things. Then you have to be super careful about everything. So too, Hashem with the Torah, He gave us the Sahara and He gave us the Torah to heal us from it. So the obvious question is, what? That, that sounds like a very strange man. Why would He do that to His son? You're right. If His son already has the disease... So I understand it. Listen, you give him, you give him the bandage, and uh, it's a good thing. But Hashem is on purpose giving us the problem of the Yitzhar, giving us the Torah, and saying, "You see how great the Torah is. The Torah is like a, a it's a he, it's a remedy for your for your problem of having the Yitzhar." It's very strange, but the truth is that it's actually it's actually um, the marshal is giving us. Uh, a particular perspective to really understand that we need to look at the Gemorrah that's brought in the in, in Mesachah Shabbos, Perak Rabbi Akiva talks about Moshe Rabbeinu going up to Shamayim to receive the Torah and the angels dispute, uh, contend with him that the Torah shouldn't be given to man, the Torah should be kept here and Shlomo uh, and, and uh, Moshe Rabbeinu responds to them. Uh, wh- what is it written in there? 
It says in there, don't steal. Do you have a Yetzirah to stealing? No. So what we do, it says in there, don't don't uh, covet. Do you have a Yetzirah for, covet, for coveting? No, but, but we do. So clearly, we need it. Now, of course, number one, uh, it's silly to say that the angels never bothered to look into the Torah. And we're arguing with Moshe Rabbeinu that they should be able to keep it when it's clearly written in the Torah that it's for man. That it's, you can tell, it's obvious, it's, uh, all these mitzvahs. So rather, Maral in Sefer Tiferes Yisrael explains that it means... Of course they knew what's in there. But there's, there's a higher Torah, there's a lower Torah. There's a Torah of very, very lofty where it's... Kulu... It's all permutations of the divine name and whatever that means. Very, very lofty thing. And then there's a lower manifestation of the Torah. So they were saying you should stay in this higher manifestation. And Moshe Rabbeinu was claiming no, it should be in the lower manifestation. Why? Because in the lower manifestation it can help man to make Bechira decisions. And like we said before, that is a great thing. It's much greater than what an angel can do with the Torah. All an angel can do with the Torah is be wowed by its beauty and its depth and its wisdom and enjoy the manifestation of the Ratzon Hashem that is revealed in it. But man can do something much greater with that. Man can be the vehicle for its expression. Man can change his actions accordingly and therefore give the Torah a whole new a whole new a revelation where it is shown to be the only true reality, where there is a false reality, the Itzahara, which is there, and it's pushed away by the true reality. So that, you know, if, if we wanted to bring it back to the to the Gemorian Kedushin about the man striking his son and afterwards putting on the, the, the ball, we would have to add that the whole time the son carries this this bandage on him, he's also carrying the mark of the king on him. He's also carrying the mark of his father on him. He's always connected to his father because he's constantly aware how although I should really be dying, although I should be torn apart by my disease, by my Yetzirah, but because of my connection to my father, who is such uh, power, that that bandage that salve that medicine that he put on me is able to give me life that creates a tremendous connection it's a huge um covered to the ben and it's a huge covered to the torah so the point is that the connection that's established between the father and the son is dafka through the son revealing the the Torah, executing with us, doing the Torah, in spite of the Yitzhahara that we have, so it doesn't just bring us back to square one, that we, if we wouldn't have had a Yitzhahara, there would have been no problem. Now that we have Yitzhahara, we have a problem, the Torah comes and fixes the problem. No, it's much more than that. Now that we have Yitzhahara, we're Bali Bechira. And now when the Torah comes, and we follow the Torah, and we do what the Torah says, so it is, so it is now, the, uh, showing that the Ratzon Hashem is being done, that we're doing this, not because we would have done it anyway, but we're doing this because Hashem said so. That's the greatness of the Torah. That's, and, and, and that's what, um, 
on that level, even the Ra becomes Tov, and that's the level of the Paraduma, where the, with that which is Metame, can be met, with that which is Tame can be met, can be metaher. That's the level that the Torah comes from. That's the fiftieth day of receiving the Torah. There's a Shem Shibizocha to a Heilige, unbelievable, holy, deep Kabbalah Torah.